On today's show, KB and I recap, rehash, and review WandaVision Season 1, streaming only on Disney+. Plus. We also discuss some other future series, both Marvel and Star Wars, that will be dropping soon on Disney+. Plus. So join us, will you, as we review Season 1 of WandaVision and posit what it may spell out for the rest of the MCU in the future here on Free Your Geek. By the power of Grayskull, You have failed this city. Torpatize! Winter is coming. Finish him. Fatality. And welcome to the Free Your Geek podcast. I am your host, Jay Free. Joining me, my illustrious co-host, surrounded by pretty much every major Avenger from Endgame. KB, welcome back to the show. It's been what, a few weeks? It's been a while. It's been a while. I think uh, the last time we kind of reconvened, we talked about what the first two two episodes of Wandavision. So it's you know oh, it's been so like it's probably five, been like six five weeks. Yeah, five. give or take. I, I mean, you're gonna you're gonna call me out already. I'm gonna have to look at my phone to see when that last show was. Ah, no worries. But uh, yeah, if you want to get specific about it, KB, our last show dropped on January 25th, so we missed the whole month of February. Wow. So yeah, it's been about six weeks, give or take. But yeah, and that's the reason why we're here because one division has come to its conclusion. We're going to talk about that. I'm glad but we first, waited. Yeah, but first I want to talk about uh, a few different um, things that are happening right now. So I want to just uh, in the last episode we did talk about WWE moving over to Peacock. So it is currently March 9th uh, as of this recording. So I believe it's March 18th that Peacock will start streaming some of the WWE content. So I guess when you sign into Peacock, the WWE network will have its own little hub, own little area that you could click in. Kind of like HBO Max with uh, some of the other stuff. Yeah. Yeah, So I think it would be that. And then I think um, from what I'm reading, it's not going to be everything all at once. It's not going to be the full catalog. It'll be Mm. some of the older stuff right now, but they said by SummerSlam, so by August of this year, all the other stuff should be available. All the back catalog, uh, they're going to keep adding it to Peacock as the months go on. So are they keeping the single, the streaming service by itself as well? The network itself? Yeah. No. So the network is going to be going away on April 1st. So yeah, you would need a Peacock login if you were going to go that route. Um, keep in mind Peacock for the premium with no commercials, I believe is the same current price of nine 99. But if you don't mind like, like a 40 second commercial in between some of your programs, the tiered version, the, the premium version with commercials is going to be four 99. And then Peacock has a free version, which has commercials. So 
again, to get all the content four ninety nine a month with commercials to get all the content with no commercials, nine ninety nine a month. So if you're a fan of some of the NBC series, such as the office parks and recreation, Brooklyn nine, nine, um, a number of different other NBC reality shows and, and, and movies and whatnot. Uh, Peacock is the place to be. And on top of that, for $5 less a month, if you don't mind commercials, you can get the WWE Network also. So essentially, you can get WrestleMania this year for $4.99 a month. So that's not too bad. I remember the days where I was paying $59.99 for a pay-per-view. Or days when it was more. Right, right. It's crazy. Well, WrestleMania was like, I think, 80 bucks at one time. Yeah, something ridiculous like that. So it's just yeah. it's kind of it's kind of good just to uh, you know again if you if you if you want to check it out what why not check out Peacock for four ninety nine yeah, a month. The, the platforms are shifting. They're shifting. Well, yeah, it's going to go away. What do you say that again? I said the platforms are all shifting to to these apps. Cable's going to go away. I don't necessarily agree with that because I think a lot of live sports, unless you have like an HD antenna, like football, baseball, hockey. I mean. I think like even for our local area, Nesson, I don't think it's available on a lot. I know from a, a couple of people I've talked to have had, uh, I believe it was YouTube TV at one point, And then it was like Fubo. I can't remember all the streaming services. But I, now, I don't know if uh, you could stream through those websites though. Possibly. But I mean, like, think about how difficult yeah. that's going to be for, and I don't want to sound ageist. Yeah. Think about like, you know, our parents, you know, people are our parents age. Like my dad is a huge hockey fan. He's not going to be looking for a stream, you know, or go to the website. He just wants to turn on his TV, find the channel, and watch hockey. Watch the. Or Bruins. unless those leagues do streaming apps of their own, they already do the season passes on cable. Yeah, it's possible. Well, all I know is that uh, my com my Comcast bill uh, they actually lowered it by thirty bucks this month. So I guess they're going with a no new lower tier price to try to be competitive. Well, or maybe just for me, I don't know. But I don't have that. I don't think I have that type of pull with Comcast or Xfinity. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was like 30 bucks less this month. So I was like, all right. And they said, yeah, this is the new reflected price. I'm like, you know what? I'll keep cable then. <laughs> Might as well for that price. Um, but yeah, so I want to talk about that. I did want to talk about WWE. So WrestleMania is uh, coming up. So I just wanted to put that out there for all fans of uh, wrestling that, hey, get Peacock because it's going to start, I believe, the 18th of March, where you're going to be able to get WWE content, I believe, uh, WWE Fastlane will also be on Peacock, so it's gonna they're gonna use it as kind of like a tester. So if you have the network and then you want to get Peacock for four ninety nine that month, just to test it out to make sure you can get the pay per views on there, I definitely use that uh, time where it's like I believe it's Fastlane is the name of the pay per view. Yep. So check that out if you're gonna go that route. But KB, I want to talk about something else and uh, talking about streaming. Um, I just, I'm reading this article. I won't read like the political side of it, but uh, Walt Disney Company today announced that their premium subscription service, Disney Plus, has now surpassed 100 million global paid subscribers. So after just 16 months after its launch, um, that's they announced that during the annual meeting of shareholders today. Uh, and they just put in this article for comparison, Netflix has just over 203 million paid subscribers as of quarter four, 2020. And it's been around forever. 
<laughs> yes. Well, it's not forever, but it's not been, forever, but you know what I mean? It's got, it's, it's, it's got the pigeonhole it's pigeonholed in it's, it's got the, you know, it's yeah. grandfathered in, I should say it was like the first, you know, major streaming service. Yeah. That's years ago. So, right. well, uh, it's funny because I remember when Netflix actually, you said mail you DVDs before yep. it was streaming. And then you had the option to do a dual disc and streaming. And now it's all streaming because, you know, cost of operations so much easier to just have a catalog of stuff than mail stuff back and forth. But I just want to point that out because Disney plus has some uh, stuff coming up. We have, we just finished WandaVision, which we'll get into after the break, but I wanted to just touch base on things that are upcoming. We just saw the end of WandaVision and starting not this Friday, but the following Friday, which I believe is what the 19th, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Uh, March 19th, we got a six episode series, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Short. It's short. I don't know how long the episodes are going to be. So to, by comparison, WandaVision was roughly 30 to 45 minutes per episode for nine episodes. I wouldn't even say that because their credits were so long. True, true. And we can, we can circle back to that. But I'm saying, what if these are all like 45 minutes? Yeah. What or these or are all an hour. An hour. You know? Kind of like what Mandalorian was like 50 minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, Mandalorian was. And and speaking of, uh, we were talking a little bit before we started the show. The other major announcement, I believe it's May the 4th. May the 4th be with you, if I'm not mistaken. Perfect time to release The new series, The Bad Batch, is the animated Lucasfilm series, is going to be released on Disney+. Plus. Now, KB, you're a little bit more familiar with that so why don't you just give like a quick synopsis of what who exactly is the bad batch i i don't know i mean i think the bad batch is a a bad batch of clones that rebelled when uh order 66 was issued by palpatine right after the clone wars that's my feeling on it it looks pretty good i'm hoping that what i really want to what i'm really hoping for is that it has that rogue one kind of feeling to it because to me, Rogue One is one of the better Star Wars movies, period. Um, so I'm hoping it kind of has that vibe to it, um, that Disney doesn't play it too safe. Well, this is going to be this is going to be animated in the, the style of the Clone Wars, I believe. So yeah, but it's going to be an animated it's going to be an animated series. So I don't know. I mean, I think it's going to be more set in that tone. And, you know, no. admittedly, I didn't watch any of the animated television shows i watched i, I didn't really either i didn't okay. watch uh, you know both uh friends of the show and former co-host the don would be able to tell us all about it and also yeah, uh my buddy and, and former guest of the show uh john Batello jb would probably be able to talk my ear off about it too because he's very passionate about the star wars franchise so maybe when that picks up maybe i'll get either i'll try to get don or jb on and uh, talk about like the first episode or whatnot once that comes around but that's that's the future. Let's talk about the past. And the, the, more, the more recent past, because we just, just last week, or last Friday, as of this recording, finished the nine-episode run of WandaVision. And we'll discuss it after this break. After these messages, we'll be right back. 4041media.com is your one-stop shop for fresh, locally-sourced media. In addition to the Free Your Geek podcast, there are a number of informative and entertaining podcasts that you can find at 4041media.com. 
If you're into movies, check out Movie Theater Time Machine. The cast of Nick, Kaz, Dan, and Jocelyn take a trip through movie history. And if you're more into the murder, mystery, and motive, check out the Psych Your Crime podcast. Host Nicole Mann takes a deep dive into both the how and why people do the terrible things they do. Want to exercise your body and your mind? Join Nick Tabor on Honest Fit Talk with your trainer Nick as he dispels myths, misinformation, and other hurdles to work on your physical and mental health in a safe manner. And do you like sports? How about sports history? Then come on in, sit down for a bit, and let Brian tell you some of the history of the New York Yankees on the Historic Pinstripes podcast. And if you're more into the mystical side of life, then join Haley and sometimes Jelly for some tarot card readings and occasional shenanigans on the Moon Tribe Tarot YouTube page. Are you more of a video gamer? Well, 4041 Media is home to a number of different Twitch streamers. Check out Mr. Bojangles1984 as he grinds his way to becoming a professional streamer. Spoiler warning, he's already pretty damn good at it. Gizmo 508 is all about low-key game streaming, and Reclesis is on his quest for a world record or several on speedrun. And you can also hang out with former guest and occasional co-host of the show, ex-Ms. Black Mamba, as she enters the war zone in Call of Duty. And 4041 Media is growing with more content being added all the time. To listen or watch any of these aforementioned shows, head over to 4041media.com. That's 4041media.com. 4041 Media, fresh, locally sourced media. And welcome back to the Free Your Geek podcast. I'm Jay Free, he's KB, and we're going to be talking about WandaVision. So spoilers, folks, we're going to talk spoiler-filled the entire season season one which i don't think there's going to be a second season based on the way it ended but overall kb we'll start with you um just give us overall thoughts on the series as a whole and uh then we'll get into getting into the specifics like maybe per episode or some of the big plot plot points really really good started a little slow because it kind of you didn't know where it was going and i think those first two episodes you had a lot of little clues and then as we got along, moved along, the clues started getting bigger as to what was happening. We started getting more and more information. Like it was like the, the information of what was actually going on slowly trickled in. So I think there was a lot of people that might have been turned off by the first couple of episodes, obviously expecting it to be, oh, this is not MCU, blah, 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 kind of thing. Um, and you have to hang in there and you have to appreciate all the little caveats of the whole thing, the shows that they kind of gimmicked off of and uh things like that and then you really have to just be in the story um and the ending was just fan fantastic i i i was completely happy with the ending um i think you get a lot of the hard-nosed source material kind of people i know uh, i still go to the comic book shop once in a while and i heard a lot of that of like oh it's not this and it's not that and how many photon jokes can we hear and blah 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 and it's like, it doesn't have to be the source material. So many people just go 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 to that. Um, 
but I, I think it leaned heavily into a lot of the source material. They're not going to copy it exactly. Oh, you know, no, I hear you. Let's, let's talk about, if you want to compare it to some of the MCU stuff, let's compare it to, for example, Civil War. Now, the Civil War comic book played out a lot different than mm -hmm. the, the movie, you know, Captain America Civil War. So it's a little bit, you know, they took pieces of it, some of the speech, you know, mm -hmm. Spider-Man, all that, like having a, a decent part in it, like all of that wasn't necessarily what happened <clears throat> in the comic books, but it still made for a good story. Now, to your point, if you were to take even um, using Civil War again as the example, you know, we saw the beginning with Tony Stark with his parent, you know, doing the whatever the barf mm -hmm. technology you know, doing, playing an old video of, with his parents and a young Tony Stark and, and all that fun stuff. That How much of that was set up to, for the reveal, even before that in other movies with Captain America Winter Soldier, when they went to that base and they saw uh, Armin Zola in the computer and he's, you know, they put, you know, Stark, Stark killed in car crash and he was talking about Hydra being aware of stuff all along. And then and I should say spoilers if you haven't seen these movies, because we're talking, we're going to be talking about that too, everything in the past. But my point overall is we had set up back in Captain America, Winter Soldier about what happened with Stark's parents. Then we saw the, the slow burn at the beginning of Civil War, all the way to the realization at the end of Civil War, where, hey, it was Bucky and Cap knew for a while, probably calling back to when he was doing his research, when he saw that Armin Zola headline when he and uh, Black Widow were Black in the Widow. bunker. So to me, those first couple of episodes, you know, if you were to treat it as a movie, you know, that's the first, you know, 45 minutes to an hour of a movie, that's setting everything up. That's starting yep. that slow burn. And then when we get a little bit later, which I believe it's episode eight, which I believe is my favorite episode of the entire season, it shows all of Wanda's backstory from when she was a child, tying in to Age of Ultron, tying in to uh, the end of Age of Ultron and, and what we've seen with her in Civil War, her and Vision, actually, their romance already budding at that point. And then, you know, just everything else going on and, you know, the twist at the end when she went to go see Vision's body post uh, Endgame, post returning from the blip. All of that was perfect backstory and really painted like who this character is, why she's feeling that grief that she's going through. And to me, it's like when you see her there as a kid, that backstory and her father bringing in all those DVDs and you can see, I love Lucy bewitched Malcolm in the middle. I forget what some of the other ones were Brady bunch, whatever the case may be. You can see why like, okay, she's, starting back from when she was a kid like she's made this world based on what she thought you know was a was a dream world because i believe she even says she's watching dick van dyke in that episode uh, when her parents get bombed and or the the, her, the building explodes and the stark the other stark missiles sitting there she's watching dick van dyke and it so happens to be an episode where dick van dyke has a um nightmare and he wakes up and everything is great. And she even says something along those lines. And I'm not going to even try to mention or paraphrase, but she says, you know, if, if we just, you know, close our eyes, we wake up, it's all a bad dream. Mm -hmm. And to paint this world from her grief, I thought it was just so amazing. So amazing. So episode eight was my favorite. But yeah, I, I really did enjoy um, all the different, uh, you know, walks through time.
Um, I don't know how, how it's coming across, but you can see my for your geek t-shirts got a little bit of WandaVision going on. Uh, we don't know what reality is. Um, for people listening to the audio, that makes no sense. But I have a green screen and the green on my For Your Geek logo on the t-shirt is seeing seeping through and getting all messed up. Anyway, the fourth wall is breaking on my shirt. Wanda's affecting my shirt as well. But no, I, I seriously loved all the callbacks to the older TV shows. Um, Malcolm in the Middle with her kids, um, The Office and uh, Modern Family right before the end of everything. I just I think that the the trope they used for that, yes, it, it was different from what you would expect from an MCU movie, but at the same time, we we've talked about this ad nauseum in the past. You have Captain America, which is more of a spy like uh, espionage type movie. You have you know Guardians, which is like a rock opera. You have Ant Man, which is a heist film with superpowers. You have Thor, which leans a lot on the mythology, like. So this is just a different version of that. It's just not all action. Yeah. And I think that's good because it's character backstory. The whole purpose of this series, for lack of a better term, is to A, give some more history and backstory on Wanda, give some more history and backstory on Vision, and then set them up for the future MCU movies. Mm. So we know that Wanda's going to be in Doctor Strange, the next Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. You know, and again, spoiler alert, if you hadn't seen the last episode, but we know that there's a new vision now. Mm -hmm. And we know and that vision, vision might have somehow transferred his consciousness to him or well, he unlocked. I believe he or unlocked the hidden the hidden memories in that that vision. So, yeah, all in all, I mean, I really liked and the thing I really liked about it to me, honestly, KB, I know you said it has its detractors and whatnot, but to me, it's like. It had you guessing. Because I think if you go back and listen to our last episode, I said that I think Wanda was the cause of all this and she was going to end up coming, becoming the villain at the end of this. That wasn't the case at all. It I mean, looked you, like it. It really looked like it but, up until But that's end. what I'm saying. All of these things. And then people, you know, I mean, if you are a casual fan and you didn't read too much into it or go into depth, into too much depth, um, Agnes, you know, that could have been a surprise for a lot of people. See, I was kind of expecting that one. Well, I, I so I was to a point as well, but I was also reading all of that stuff. But again, when she said, I forget what episode it was, but it's right after she had, Wanda has the twins and she, you know, oh, let Agnes hold them. And then Vision decides not to, he says no. And then she goes, do you want me to, do you want to go back? Do you want me to re redo that scene? Like, it's almost like she's aware of what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so that's when like, you know, people could start putting some stuff together, but then it also harkens back to that first episode where Mrs. Hart, you know, the uh, boss's wife is looking mm -hmm. at Wanda telling her to stop it. It's almost like she's coming out of that spell as well, you know, at that point, mm -hmm. or it's weakening there. So again, I think they kept you on your toes unless you were doing like deep dives and, you know, there's a ton of videos. I'll, I'll link to some how of the about, How about the crushing moment? when she had to say goodbye to her family. Yes. Well, well, okay. Let's put a pin on that real quick. Um, Cause I do want to say, I'm going to put some video links in the comments that there's a great, uh, I can't remember the name of the channel, but he breaks down every single episode of WandaVision with comic references, all this other stuff. But yes, to your point, uh, we'll get there in one second, but going back to the Agnes thing, even that um, Halloween episode where vision mm -hmm. supposedly, or, or, in theory, unlocks her mind and she like freaks out. 
that made me second guess. Maybe she's not a part of it. Because then she's like, oh my God, are you here to, you're one of the Avengers. Are you here to save us? Now she was playing him the entire time because it was Agatha. In that moment. Along. Yeah. No, it wasn't even in that moment. She was playing. She was acting. She was putting the pieces where she wanted them to be. Because when I know, when, but in that moment, it gave you doubts. Oh, oh, absolutely. That's what I'm saying. Like it kept you, it kept you on your toes, and it was just like, maybe she's not part of it. Maybe she is. I don't know. Um, but yeah, let's let's get let's let's fast forward to the end. Um, so Agatha has been a witch since I think the 16th or 15th century. Opened up in good old Salem, Massachusetts, with her uh, uh, at the stake, but not by a group of people thinking she's a witch, by a by her coven. Oven. By her coven that knew she was a witch, but she's been abusing the dark magic. And then they tried to take it from her, including her mother. Mm-hmm. And she is so powerful. She siphons the life force and the magics from all the other witches in the cover. And so she's been around since I believe the 1600s. You know, Agnes mm-hmm. or Agatha has been around since the 1600s. And she, I guess at some point in time to tie it to Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I haven't finished the entire series, but she finds the dark cult or she comes into possession of the dark cult because then when she finally reveals herself as a witch to Wanda, she kind of uh, lets it be known that um, let's, let's, before we get to this, the crushing goodbye, let's talk about the other big twist that happened. The special guest star that showed up on the, uh, the doorstep. Mm. That, that was the kind of thing that sent a lot of people uh, like flipping out, thinking, and again, talking about theories and going back and saying like, oh, this might happen. Everybody was thinking this is the theory. This is the, the format on how they're going to get mutants into the MCU by introducing this. Oh, Wanda's going to bring in the mutants because we see that on the uh, right before the Halloween episode, Vision realizes she's controlling everything. He starts fighting with her, but right before they can like kind of get to any type of uh, resolution the doorbell rings and it's pietro but it's not the pietro we know it's the evan peters quicksilver from it is the pietro we know well it's the other pietro <laughs> it's not the pietro from the mcu it's the pietro we like better well that's 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 debatable we haven't really seen the other pietro fleshed out you're telling me that one movie age of ultron versus the cool little thing that our other Pietro did in Days of Future Past. Yeah, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. We had a second movie to get to to like Pietro. Actually, three of them, right? Because he did, or did he just do Days of Future Past and he just did, uh, Apocalypse? He, just, he, he, didn't no, do, he didn't do the first one. I don't think. No, right? no, he did. He did. Uh, we're a little off topic, but he did Days of Future Past, where they go back to the past. They have the free Magneto. He did Apocalypse. Did Apocalypse, and he did Dark Phoenix. So he was in three movies. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I forget about Dark Phoenix. I think everybody would like to forget about Dark Phoenix. But um, so yeah, much potential. <laughs> it was. It was, and I, I still, I still uh, disagree with everybody. Kind of har- not harassing, but harping on Sophie Turner. I think she did pretty good yeah. as Jean Grey. It's just she's she can't do an American accent that well. So I think that kind of affected some stuff. But I think she plus Fox threw it together with the yeah. whole Disney thing and. That really still haven't seen the new mutants by the way i need to check no me either i i heard it was awful yeah i know but that's why i want to see it because it's it's my two it's my two stark girls you know it's sansa and it's Arya. like they both play a different x-man character or mutant anyway getting back to wandavision we see fietro which is fake pietro as agatha calls him but 
it's her husband, quote unquote, that she's always talking about Ralph that she's put a spell on. And basically she made him in uh, Pietro was recasted or recast. I don't know if recasted is a word, but it was just, it was kind of a cool nod where it's like, it, it kind of like shocked the viewer and it was a cool surprise. But it's also a disappointment, I think. Why? In the fact that I think people, like you said, were opening the door for the X-Men thinking he might be the first one coming in and to find out that it was just a spell by Agatha. Had to take a water break right there. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, I, 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 I can see what you're saying, but I still think that the MCU is going to find a way to bring them in. Yeah, yeah, I think they will. But I think, I think, I think we're, I think we're probably conservatively, I think we're a good six or seven years away before we see any type of mutant movies. Because I yeah. think, I think it's going to be Fantastic Four next. They're going to be, you know, we, we got Doctor Strange, we got another. Ant-Man coming out. We got another Guardians coming out. We got a uh, Captain Marvel. Shang-Chi, Captain Marvel. Um, I believe the Young Avengers are coming out at some point. Are they going to find a solution to Black Panther? Yeah, but, yeah they're going to do a sequel to Black Panther. I think they are. But all in all, though, is what I'm saying is, so even think about that. That's at least three or four years worth of movies. Then they're yeah. going to do the Fantastic Four. So, yeah, I, st I, still think, I still think you're a, you're a good probably six years away before like an X-Men movie is even possible. And not to mention anything they're working out with Sony. Well, that's, that's true too. Like, yeah, we, so we have another Spider-Man coming out too. You got uh, Morbius coming out and, and all that. And Morbius. Yeah. So, I mean, there's, there's going to be a ton of movies to satiate. Plus, you know, we still have Black Widow coming up. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's, that's, an, I believe so May long. 5th is the new date. So we'll see, we'll see how that reacts with COVID and, and, you know, it's all going to be an, how things open up and how we as a, a country kind of continue. And if the numbers are going down, I think that'll be in the theaters. I'd yeah. like to see it on Disney plus too, just because, you know, we saw it with wonder woman 84. Like it's, it's cool just to be in your house mm. and just be but, like stream. In all fairness though, HBO max wasn't charging for that film for the first month. Well, that's what I'm saying. They only have it. They only had it for 30 days. Now it's yeah. gone. Yeah. Now it's off the streaming. Everyone, now they you weren't to, charging for that. Now film. you have to, but I'm saying you could do the same thing with black widow. I would hope Disney would do that, but I don't. But think I, I don't think so. They're, they're gonna they're gonna make their money in the theaters or try to. They, they spend way more money than. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, if you look at the CGI in Wonder Woman eighty four, which I think I, kind of that was like my only really big downfall with the movie is I didn't, I thought the CGI was kind of, like early two thousands instead of current yeah. times. But that's neither here nor there. Let's get back to Wandavision. So yes, Agatha Harkness. It was Agatha all along. That song hit the top of the iTunes charts. Agatha all along was the number one. Like it surpassed, like it beat like Justin Bieber and whoever else was on the top of that list that week. And like the power of the Marvel universe. I love it. I loved it. And it's, it's an earworm. It's a bop. I think I tweeted as soon as I saw the episode, uh, I start work at usually around seven 30 in the morning, seven, seven 30. So on Fridays I'd get up at six just to watch the episode before I had to go into work. And I think I tweeted, like that morning, like, okay, this song is going to be stuck in my head all day. And it's just, it's such an earworm and it's so good. And Catherine Hahn was so good as Agnes slash Agatha. She was the highlight of the series for me. I absolutely loved her. 
Um, but KB, let's get to your point. Let's get to the last episode. Um, just to kind of summarize, we were going through the decades for a, a while. We introduced Wanda's children, Billy and Tommy, which again, straight out of the comic books. Um, yeah. We didn't talk about Monica Rambeau. Oh, we can talk about that too. Yeah, let's let's not let's not go to the end yet. Let's talk about some of the other filler stuff and get to the end. But yeah, the new the new trinity of Marvel: Jimmy Woo, Darcy Lewis, and Monica Rambo. Those are the new three power players in the. In get the, about Cap and Iron Man and Thor. No, that's that's it. Those are the new three. But yes, we did see that Monica Rambo. Go ahead, KB, take it away. What, what do you want to say about her? No, I remember. You know, we we saw Monica Rambo as a child in Captain Marvel back in the nineties and. I remember saying to you coming out of the theater, I said, I bet you they're going to do something with this. And, and, and they did, um, whether it goes any further than this, we'll see. I well, would she, she's, so. in, she's in the next Captain Marvel movie yeah. for sure. I would think so, but you know how I, I'm to, I know she'd be in it, but I'm saying how much they expand on the character and, and the powers and all that. Well, I think, I think that's where we're going to, because, um, yeah. you know, you saw all the mid credit scenes right at the end. Yep. So one of the scrolls does visit Monica and says, yep. Hey, we heard you've been grounded, but before we get there, actually, Let's talk about the scene, the first time we see Monica Rambo outside of the WandaVision world. Mm-hmm. We see her waking up as oh, Hulk, Hulk undid the blip. He brought mm-hmm. everybody back, or he undid the snap, whatever you want to call it. And people were rematerializing. She rematerialized in the hospital because five years prior, her mother was uh, had surgery to take care of a cancer, I believe. And she was being discharged that day when... The blip happened. The snap happened. Monica disappeared. Her mother, Maria, did not. The cancer came back and Maria died before she was able to see her daughter return. So that sets up Monica because you can then surmise that when Monica goes back to S.W.O.R.D. and she meets, what I can't think of the guy's name, Hay- Hayward, Hayward, mm-hmm. whatever his name is, um, you know, it's, it's, he alludes to the fact that Maria was the one that created S.W.O.R.D. or founded S.W.O.R.D. Mm-hmm. Or one of the founders of S.W.O.R.D. And that ties directly to the 90s with Captain Marvel when Carol comes back and Maria learns that there are aliens and scrolls, and she's mm-hmm. teaming up with them. So she may have created S.W.O.R.D. in answer to that. And maybe we'll expand on that a little bit later in the next Captain Marvel movie. Because to your point, KB, Monica, once she's she kind of realizes the truth, is ousted out of the hex, which is what mm-hmm. we're calling Wanda's world because she put up like a wall. Yep. And when she tries to re-enter, her DNA has been rewritten twice. So now I, I liken her to almost like Neo waking up to the Matrix. She can see mm-hmm. all the, the different lights and, and the way things are being twisted. She can kind of control that world a little bit, too. So that begs the question, does she have her own set of powers? And I, I'm not as familiar with her as Photon, I believe it was. She was mm-hmm. Captain Marvel at one time in the comics, mm-hmm. I believe, back in the 80s, if I'm not mistaken, the 70s, 80s. Ago. But I think she then took the name of Photon, or, or I can't remember all her monikers. But um, yeah, so she's going to have her own set of powers. Uh, there was another reference in one of the episodes where Wu, Jimmy Wu, uh, Darcy, and... Monica were talking and she was saying that Monica said that Scarlet Wanda, because she's not known as Scarlet Witch yet, Wanda could have, was the only one that was be able to take on Thanos one-on-one. And then Jimmy said, well, I'd argue that Captain Marvel could. And Monica's face dropped. So I think there's a falling out there that there's going to be some animosity between the two on the next movie. Your thoughts? 
I don't know about that. I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe a little, but I think they'll get past maybe, it. Whatever it maybe is. it's going to be something that maybe, maybe we'll come to find out. And I hope it doesn't. There leave. needs to be an answer. I mean, I think there, there I think, definitely needs to be an answer. I think it's going to be one of two things. Either Maria got sick and Carol never came to visit her, or it's because of Carol and the whole space program that Maria got sick in the first place. So mm-hmm. she might actually blame Carol for her mom getting sick and dying. That's those are just what I'm thinking. I don't know, you know, the ins and outs of it, but uh, you could, because again, you want to talk about alluding to stuff. Maybe Maria was up in space and got some cosmic radiation. Possible. And maybe they're going to do that's Maybe they're going to use sword to introduce the fantastic four. That's a family of that's space a- travelers that get up there. They get lost. Yeah. Now you got your makeshift Fantastic Four. It's a good. It's a good entry point. It's a good uh, entry point. But again, that's all speculation. Yep. But yeah, Monica was great. Speculation's fun. Speculation's a great time. But yeah, we see that uh, you know. So Wanda, Wanda's being kind of almost manipulated because she's uh, Agatha's trying to get, trying to figure out why Wanda has this much power. She's a witch, which is kind of uh, interesting because in episode eight when you see that Stark missile hit mm-hmm. and Agatha explains it, that um, Wanda was using a probability hex probability spell to prevent the missile from going off where we thought, or we were led to believe that it was the mind stone that gave the powers to. Oh, to I'm talking brother. about that about the missile, but they, they, they alluded to the fact that Wanda always had those powers. She was always a witch. And that's another good scene in that same episode where she's uh, basically volunteering for Hydra mm-hmm. and they open up the Mind Stone to her. We see the first time she ever did a, a quick cut with a mm-hmm. camera because she opens up, she looks at the, the scepter, the Mind Stone reveals itself, the scepter breaks apart, the yellow Mind Stone comes out. She sees a vision of the Scarlet Witch, the armor in that coming toward her. And then she faints. But when Hydra is rewatching it on the videotape from the security cameras, they see her wake, walk up, and then they just see it like flash and blip, and then she's already on the ground. Mm-hmm. They don't so see they, any. The they don't see it. anything else. So it's almost like the Mind Stone took care of it after the fact. I just think that's a really cool thing. No, it really is. So there's there's still questions that need to be answered per se. But I, I just think it was just a really cool nod to all. It was a great tie back to all the major moments. Curious and, to see where this uh, new vision fits in. Well, yeah. So let's let's talk about the end and let's talk about her saying goodbye to her family. Because uh, in episode eight, it also so shows the, the start of her and Vision. Uh, you know, she's in the Avengers compound. She's sad. And she's watching, I believe, Malcolm in the middle. Mm-hmm. And Vision has a really nice talk with her. And one of the things he says, which I think it draws some, drew some criticism from viewers, but he said, what is grief if not love persevering? And I think that's a very beautiful sentiment. I think some people might misconstrue that, but the way I took it is saying like, you're feeling all this grief, but all that sadness isn't a bad thing because it means you loved somebody so much that you still love them to this day. And you're sad that they're not here. You still have that love for them and that will never, you know, go away. And I, I, that's the, or, you know, some type of, I can't as eloquently state the way I want, I'm thinking of it, but essentially that's, that's what grief is. It's that you love something so much 
it and set the stage for it. her. It, it set the stage for her to make the decision. Right. <clears throat> so that which, you see, yep, God. Which you can imagine must be a very difficult decision to make. Right. So yeah, and then she had to destroy the mind stone, you know, in Endgame. She gets blipped away, comes back, is back for like a week, goes to Stark's funeral, has a little talk with, uh, I believe, Hawkeye. And then she goes to see Vision's body, which we discover also in episode eight. And we were told prior to that, and this is what we were led to believe, saying before, getting kind of, uh, you know, misled, for lack of a better term. We believe that she took Vision's body and she reanimated him inside the hex. And we learned that's not the case. The body had been at sword the entire time and Hayward just made it look like or, or manipulated the footage. I mean, he didn't even manipulate it. He just cut out the important parts. We see her breaking in. We see her shattering the window. We don't see anything else, but that's what he used to explain that she's the one that took Vision's body into the hex, which was not the case at all. Sword had been taking apart and putting back together Vision, trying to bring him online. And it wasn't until Wanda came out of the hex and threw that little drone with her magic still into it that they use that to bring vision back online, but they wiped his memory. And he, now it's an all white vision. Very, again, a nod to the comics to your point, KB. It's not true to true to form as it is in the comics, mm -hmm. but it's a living weapon with no moral compass. But it might now, but it might now, because then we see toward the end, Wanda vision, Billy and Tommy were getting ready to fight Agnes and once Agnes revealed, I keep saying Ag Agnes and Agatha, we're going to like replace that. Yeah. Agatha, Agatha, Agatha revealed that, you know, Wanda's like basically trapping all these other citizens of Westview. And when they go to bed, they're having, they're living her nightmares. So Wanda decides to try to let down the town, but then she realizes vision and her children will be erased if she, if she ends the hex because she created them inside that world. But that opening allows all the, um, splinter soldiers of sword who are like loyal to Hayward and want like, you know, want to control the vision. So it allows original vision, the sword folk and Agatha Harkness. Now are three different enemies. So it splits. It lets Wanda give her kids. She told the kids to take care of the, the soldiers. Mm -hmm. She vision took on her version of the vision hex vision, if you will. And then Wanda and uh, Agatha had a huge witch battle. That was MCU epic. And it was great. And we, again, tying back to certain things, we also saw that in an earlier episode when Agatha revealed herself, she told Wanda that Wanda couldn't use her powers because Agatha had cast runes in a particular area, which only the witch who cast the runes could cast spells there and all the other witches were powerless. So then Wanda throwing her magic at her, deliberately missing Agatha was casting runes inside the entire hex so Agatha could no longer use her powers. And we'll talk about that momentarily. Right. But to your point, we saw hex vision versus original vision. And they, they did this whole like combat and then they stopped to have this philosophical talk right in the middle of it <laughs> about like, good. and it was great because they were talking about a particular ship. And if the boards rot on a ship and you replace the boards, is it still the original ship? Or if you take the rotted boards, you take out the rot and you build a new ship from those boards, is that the original ship? So basically, it's basically essentially saying neither one of them are the true vision. Mm -hmm. So then Hex Vision tells OG Vision, 
your, you know, they couldn't erase your memories. It's probably still there. They just probably hid them from you or they, they didn't grant you access to them. So we call him OG because he's not the whole vision, sword vision. Well, he, well, he's, he is, he is the original vision just without the yeah, parts wise. Right. But that, that, again, that goes back to the whole philosophical debate. So hex vision unlocks the other memories of the vision. So now we don't have the mind stone in either vision because the mind stone has been destroyed, but everything else, the personalities, everything else theoretically was unlocked because if I'm not mistaken, vision when he was created in age of Ultron was part of the mind stone mm -hmm. part of Tony part banner yep. part Jarvis. So now with the mind stone gone, is it just all those other three with those memories back? So it might not be the part that loves Wanda because that you could, you could make the argument that because she was affected and her powers were enhanced by the mind stone. Uh, maybe that question, that question in and of itself is a great storyline to tease people with for, for years to come. Right. We don't know. And, and uh, going back to even some of our early episodes, when we were in the first studio, you were talking about the vision comic book where he has his own family. So maybe it's going to splinter into that and that's going to be his own thing. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know, but we see, so we see a little bit later. So once the, the, the dust settles, so uh, Agatha no longer has her powers being able to be used. So Wander puts a spell on her to make her think she's the nosy neighbor, Agnes. He basically traps her in there. And she takes all of the magic from Agatha. And Agatha is going to say, says, you're going to need me because you don't know what you've unleashed. So she pulled all of the dark power, all the dark magic out mm -hmm. of Agatha as well. So I'm curious to see how that's going to go because we'll talk about one of the deleted scenes or the, well, the we after credit scenes. We also have Agatha still there. Well, Agatha, Agatha's still there, but now she's Agnes again. Yep. And she, she's, she's going to just be that nosy neighbor because that's all she's going to know now. It's almost like mind control in a way. Yep. Uh, so, yeah, but and Wanda even says that if uh, I need you, I know where to find you. So Wanda takes off. But before she does that, before she takes off, because we want to go back to some of the other stuff, Wanda needs to release all the citizens in Westview. Mm -hmm. So she ends up going home with Vision, with uh, Hex Vision. And, um, oh, we should say that home, by the way, episode eight was also something that Vision bought for Wanda for her to grow old in. So after she visits Vision's body in the sword compound, mm -hmm. she goes back and she sits in her car. And that's how she goes to Westview, New Jersey, because Vision uh, bought that plot of land for her for them to build a house and grow old in together. Which is, again, <laughs> well, I mean, this is at, this is still... We didn't know what, no, because I think it's for both of them because theoretically this is. No, I'm saying he, he's not going to grow old. Oh yeah. Right. But I mean, I think initially he bought it for the two of them. Yeah. Because he didn't, he didn't foresee. I, I'm, I'm messing with you, dude. I'm don't, messing with you. don't, I can see you and I still can't tell when you're messing with me. So knock it off. Going back to WandaVision, she brings the kids and Hex Vision home with her. They go back into their, you know, black and white or or their you know home decor my wife was crying yeah well it was it was sad touching so wanda like processing that grief realized she have to, has to let the hex down which means her both her children and hex vision will be erased from existence so we see her say goodbye to her children and they tuck her both her and vision tuck them in she kisses them good night kisses their foreheads and then uh, the, what broke my heart was like she went in the doorway and she said, boys, 
thank you so much for pick, choosing me to be your mom. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that to me is like, that was heartbreaking. And then the scene, the scene she had with hex vision downstairs. And this is what was breaking my heart too. And I can't do it justice, but hex vision asks her, I just need to know what am I? Because we see in episode eight, she created him front. Like it was almost the mindstone coming out of her. The piece that she said, it was the piece of the mindstone that she held onto that maybe the piece that implanted itself in her way back in those Hydra days. So she basically said it was like her, her hope and her sadness, but mostly her love that created that hex vision. So he says, you know, I've returned to you for lack of, again, paraphrasing, but I've already died and come back to you. I've died and come back to you. I wonder how I'm going to see you again next time. And that gives me hope. And that gives me hope, whether it's, it's the vision that we saw with his memories awakened, or if it comes through in another way, maybe when he touched that computer um, and unlocked uh, Norm's brain in one of those earlier episodes, maybe he's inside the uh, internet and he can come back a different way. I don't know. I still think it's going to be the all white vision and then it will eventually get back to the vision we know. But I think it's a, you know, a very, very somber ending. And, you know, she says goodbye to Monica mm -hmm. and she flies off. And that's how the series ends with the exception of the two aforementioned uh, mid credits and post credit scenes. So we already talked about the mid credits one, one of the sword soldiers talks to Monica says they want to see you in the theater. Monica goes there. It's a scroll. says, hey, we got something for you up there that we need your, your assistance on. I think that's it. Oh, didn't she say, didn't, didn't she say like he needs to see you like Nick Fury? I'm assuming it's Nick Fury. Yeah. Or I, I it would could, she said an old friend. It could be Talos as well. Yeah, it could be either one of them. I, I don't know. Because again, I don't know if, I think it was, was an old friend of your mother's, I believe she said. So it could very well be Nick Fury. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of cool. And then we see the other one. Uh, toward the end, we kind of zoom in. It almost gave me like an end game feel at, at the start of it, but not mm -hmm. at the end of it where, you know, in end game, we saw the end of credits of end game with uh, the old house in the, the 40s Thanos, or whatever yeah. with, uh, you know, with zooming in and Cap and Peggy are dancing. So, but it starts from that, that far end and it pans to the door and then into the window and then out. Well, this starts over a lake and it goes to a that. cabin yeah. and it shows Wanda kind of being all solitary. And she's doing something in the kitchen, but then the camera goes into another hallway and then takes a right. And she's astral projecting herself, reading the dark cult. So is that the darkness inside of her? Is she going to have a, a, an astral form that's evil and leave her powerless? I don't know what that's going to make for Dr. Strange too. I was going to, I was thinking maybe, you know, maybe something, maybe we'll see something else along the way before the Doctor Strange movie, whether it's a cut scene or something, you know, an extra scene somewhere. I'm trying to think, unless it's in Black Widow, but... Maybe. I don't know. Like, that would be interesting. But, yeah, speaking of Doctor Strange 2, we know that, you know, Wanda's going to be part of it, but we also know from the first movie, what was it? Mordo is still around, mm -hmm. if, that, if I'm not mistaken? Mm -hmm. Was it Mordo? Yeah. Um, who was the other, who was his buddy, and then he realized that all it was all, it was all for naught. And he was like coming back and taking the magic from the people that don't deserve it at one of the end credits. So are we going to see him again? Are we going to see uh, Dormammu again? Are we going to see Mephisto? Maybe Agatha would be part nice. of, and again, to tie it back to the comics. So originally 
um, Mephisto's soul was split into five fragments, two of which went into Billy and Tommy. And then that once might... they get erased, that went back yeah. into him. And then Billy and Tommy's souls, for lack of a better term, or their essences, were then reincarnated into two separate children born to two different sets of parents. So they still retain their memories of being Wanda's children, but they were born. And that's how we get the Young Avengers. And we know there's a, a Young Avengers coming out eventually. So we might have a Billy and Tommy. We can reference that. Maybe that'll happen in Doctor Strange too. And we have a Kate Bishop coming for yeah, Young Yeah, Haley Steinfeld is, is signed on to play Kate Bishop in the Hawkeye series. You know, so all we need is a, uh, what is it? An Iron... Iron, Iron Lad and Hulkling. Hulkling and uh, the Patriot, right? Or some yeah. some combination. They probably can't do a Hulkling. Probably still the Universal contract still holds, where they can't yeah. unless he's part of a team. So maybe you could, I guess. I don't know what's going to happen, but there's the future is bright. Not necessarily for 2020 and 2021 as far as social socializing and and being together and dealing with this pandemic. Hey, these movies bring people together. But no, but again, I think now with, with us kind of getting over the hump, so to speak, of yeah. everything and vaccines rolling out and people being able to, uh, if the Funny. numbers keep going down, I think uh, 2021, the, the back half of 2021, the, everything looks bright, man. And uh, it's, um, I, 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 it, it, it's, it's like you said, we're starting to get over the hump, but it's really funny because a lot of people have had time, a lot of time to watch things. And uh, a girl I work with in my group at, at, at our company, she uh, never saw any of the Marvel, the MCU. She never saw any of it. Did she marathon it? She marathoned eight movies in the weekend. She got from Ultra, uh, from the beginning, you know, so Iron Man's first cast. Yeah, I was going to say, did she, watch them in, did she watch them in order? She, she watched, the, yes, she watched them in order. She's watching them in order. She got all the way up to, uh, I think, Doctor Strange. Okay. So it's a it's a good that was a good, a good that's a good haul. run. That's a good run. Yeah, I think Doctor Strange is like the next movie, she said, or something like that. So um yeah, but eight movies in a weekend, you know, this 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 um situation of being indoors could be bringing more people to it because more people are paying attention to these things. Oh, now people have more time, you know, yeah. and this stuff is out and there. And they won't again soon, but <laughs> right. But, but to your point, like, yep. you know, we're seeing, I think a research, not even a resurgence, but more um, of an acceptance because I think different generations and different people are binging a lot of television shows. You know, we we talked about Peacock at the beginning, Peacock paid a boatload of money to get the office back on even though NBC owns it, but they, I think it had a deal with Netflix or whatever. Yep. It was the number one stream show on Netflix. Now it's on Peacock. So people are still watching it, you know, yep. and people are just still discovering these shows, you know? And so I think it's, it's just safe that, you know, for example, for me, there's another show that I want to stream and, and binge called Vikings that I've hear, heard nothing but great. I've, uh, my my mother's boyfriend loved Vikings. He watched it from beginning to end. He says, "I just I don't have the time right Isn't now." Is uh, Edge in that? Edge is a recurring character in a couple of uh, seasons. But yeah, like Vikings is really really good. Um, as far as comedy goes, like Brooklyn Nine Nine, I've seen clips and I've absolutely loved it. I want to get caught up on that. Fun. My buddy Chris is keeps sending me stuff. I like, say, "Hey, you should check out this show." Hey, you should. And I'm like, I don't have the time to even so binge many shows right now. Watch. Yeah. But you we've actually believe. gone back on HBO Max and uh, been watching Scrubs. Nice, yeah. I want to. Uh, I have a friend that I, um, every Friday, her and I, we kind of just like catch up on something. So 
Uh, we always binge something. So we binged Parks and Rec, The Office. We binged uh, lots of Marvel movies. Like she's, she's seen all that stuff, but um, we just binged WandaVision. Now I had to wait like uh, until episode eight to start it with her because, mm-hmm. you know, we spent the first like four hours, like, cause we usually hang out for like four to five hours on a Friday night, just whatever. So I, I'm like, I don't want to leave you hanging. And we have to watch episode by episode week after week. So let's, <laughs> let's start once episode eight dropped. I'm like, we can watch episodes one through five now and then do six through nine. Yeah. You know, don't leave you next week. yeah. So it's, it's good. It was good to catch up, but yeah, it's certainly, certainly fun. There was a lot of um, Easter eggs throughout one division too. Like oh. I said, I'll, I'll throw, um, I'll throw a, a link in the show notes uh, description to a, a couple of different YouTube videos. I'll post it on our Free Your Geek Facebook page as well. But um, not to mention, uh, we have all these upcoming Disney shows too. Well, there's there's tons. There's tons. tons. And and it's funny because Disney Plus it, it started out slow, but I have a feeling like now it's going to start to pick up with adding these shows. I mean, what we got three Star Wars shows coming. I, I think there's like yeah something like nine though that they have on the, the but but in but in, yeah. in recent I, I, there's gonna be like I don't three. know the specifics of that yeah I don't I don't know that there, there's support because there's that there's gonna be a, the new Boba Fett move the new Boba Fett series yeah. there's gonna be the Ahsoka series yeah but those are just those aren't the one they're they're probably still years away no Ahsoka's uh, the end of this year or yeah I think the end of this year they're saying okay I'm gonna I'm gonna look or this mid up. next year yeah. I'm going to look this up while we're talking, but like, yeah, but just to, to, to be fair, you the Boba Fett show, you got the Ahsoka show, you've got the, the, the bad batch that we talked about. Um, we got, like you said, uh, okay. Winter so here, here we go. Here we go. This is what it's saying. I'm reading this on. It's a USA today article. Uh, I'm just going to try to skim it real quick. Disney announced nine new star Wars series at investor day 2020. While the 10th new series was teased at the end of season two of the Mandalorian uh, each new series will debut on Disney Plus over the next few years. So the first one, it looks like it's going to be Obi Wan, and that's going to yep, start filming. Good. That's going to start filming early 2021. So that's probably not going to be out till probably fall of 2021. And Ahsoka maybe the next year, maybe the end yeah. of the next year. And then the Book of Boba Fett, yep. Rangers of the New Republic. Um, that's going to be over the next few years. Andor, the Bad Batch. Star Wars Visions, Lando, The Acolyte, A Droid Story. Uh, yeah, so again, that's, and they're going to do a Rogue Squadron movie and uh, an untitled uh, Taika Waititi project. So yeah, there's a lot coming. There's a then, lot coming out, dude. And then you got the Marvel side of it, right? We have Falcon and Winter Soldier coming. Yep. Loki's supposed to be in June. Loki uh, in June, I believe. And in then- June. Uh, Falcon, uh, not Falcon. Uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye, and then what if the animated series? What if, and then Miss Marvel may be coming this way because she's supposed to, she's supposed right. to be in Captain Marvel too. But that's not they, even that's not even filming yet. So like you know, once, they, once they they film, teased the show, so right. But what I'm saying is like you know, so we're we're talking it's it's March of 2020 run one right now. Even if they start filming in April of 2021, that won't come out till 2022 yeah. earliest. You know, yeah, like. And I don't even think that's the case. So I think, you know, I'm thinking 2022, 2023 before we get Captain Marvel or Miss Marvel. So. Well, Captain Marvel movie, yeah, it's gonna that's a while off. And and plus there's Guardians 3 that's gonna be in right. the works. And there's there's tons. There's tons of stuff. If you're a fan 
of either of these uh, fandoms, whether it be the MCU or Star Wars, there's no shortage of material now. No, no. And, definitely. There's something for everybody, which is kind of what makes it right. so good. Right. You know? Well, that's awesome. Well, thanks, KB, for jumping on. And let's uh, thanks for reviewing WandaVision. Uh, we'll be back. Maybe we'll come back um, mid-Falcon Winter Soldier after episode three. Yeah. Because yeah, that's starting That's starting the 19th. So maybe we'll do something somewhere in the middle of that series and just discuss what we see so far. And it uh, looks like there's going to be some interesting characters. Looks like uh, Zemo's coming back. Mm -hmm. Looks like we're, we're going to get introduced to Echo, which I think is kind of cool. Uh, yeah, so I'm curious to see what's going to happen. Look, This one, where WandaVision had a slow burn with this being six episodes, I think it's going to be a little bit more pedal to the metal, a little bit more, mm -hmm. uh, you know, hitting the road hard and uh, we'll see what happens, man. I have a feeling this could be, could be one of those espionage type movies. Yeah. I think it's going to be either an espionage or straight up like total action, like born, <laughs> born identity type thing. Yeah. So, or mission impossible, I think would be another good reference to that. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Well, thanks hey, for being, I was going to say, but before we cut off, when are we going to do a wrestling show, man? We don't have to talk about that on the air. That makes me seem so amateur. Uh, we can do a wrestling Sorry. show, but I, we need to, we need to, um, I'm not stepping on the toes of the guys doing the stone cold. Uh, I know you try podcast. to kind that's maybe, maybe we'll do something. Maybe I'll set something up with them where we can, uh, we'll, we'll have to pick a topic, maybe do like a countdown and, uh, bring, bring JV and, uh, Mike Prue on. Yeah. That'd and, be fun. Uh, just do like, do a little zoom recording with them and ha like have a, a little, almost like a Brady Bunch, like square thing going that, on. Where that would be talk. fun. I think that'd be a lot of fun. We'll have to, uh, we'll have to do that and see how that plays out. But um, yeah, well, KB, I'll be in touch. We won't talk about this on air. Nope. But, uh, till next time, KB, hit him with a catchphrase. Get your geek on. You're still here. It's over. Go home.